0: What we do in life echoes in eternity. You will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression,
1: or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. From the WSFI studio in Libertyville, Illinois,
2: this is Pro-Life Today with your host, Joe Scheidler. Hello everyone, and welcome to Pro-Life Today. This is WSFI, that's 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm your host, Joe Scheidler, and I'm here with my wife, Anne. Hi Anne. Hello. And today, my guest is going to be Matthew S. Bowman, Esquire. What we're going to be talking about this hour, this half hour, is Senate Bill 1564 in Illinois. The governor signed the bill into law. We thought he wasn't going to do that. The bill would have gone into effect, actually January 1st, if he hadn't signed it. But now it it will go into effect. And that targets the conscience rights of medical professionals, medical facilities in the state. Actually, this law causes people who who believe in life who who oppose abortion and so on they have to give information medical facilities such as pro-life pregnancy centers physicians who conscientiously object to abortion they have to tell people about abortion and actually talk about the good good points of abortion the Alliance defense Defending Freedom filed a lawsuit on behalf of the Illinois doctor and two pregnancy care centers against Governor Bruce Rahner's bill, the unlawful bill. And today we have on our line Matthew S. Bowman, an attorney who serves as senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, where he's a key member of the Center for Life. And are you there, Matthew? I am. Hello, Joe and Ann. It's such an honor to be with you. Well, thanks, Matthew. You know, we've got a whole long thing talking about you, but I think, why don't you just give us some quick background on yourself?
3: Well, uh, this is a good place to give it, because I got involved in the pro-life movement in the early 1990s, primarily through your work, Joe and Ann, and you're guidance to an organization called Collegians Activate to Liberate Life, right. based in Madison, Wisconsin. I was in, in Dayton, Ohio, and got involved in some of the Midwestern events there, where you would come, and and the abortion crowd would, would see signs that Joe Scheider is coming to town, and they would go berserk, and it would lead <laughs> to a lot of interesting protests and counter-protests, but a lot of college students were were committed then and and became committed for life to to defend the right to life of the unborn children and their mothers and that's that's how I got involved in the movement and later went to law school and I've now been working at Alliance Defending Freedom a pro-life and religious liberty law firm for 10 years now
4: that that collegians activated deliberate life was a great group of college kids who actually took a year off, sometimes more than a year off from their studies to devote their full attention to the, the Right to Life battle. It was a, a, a big sacrifice and a, a great contribution to the movement.
2: I love that bunch. I remember one time we were going to be protesting at Notre Dame and the whole gang came down and we took the, the front seats in the hall, the auditorium at Notre Dame, who was the governor? I think it was when Bill Bradley, Bill Bradley was, uh, was teaching a guest there. instructor mm-hmm. there. Right, and it was his final class, and we had been giving him a hard time flying planes over the stadium during football games and everything else. And all these good kids came down, and we sat in the front row, and he never mentioned abortion in his position at all. So, Matt, tell us a little about, you've told us about the Alliance defending freedom. What kind of cases do you usually take?
3: Well, we have an alliance defending freedom, we defend religious liberty, we defend the sanctity of human life, and we defend uh, marriages of one man and one woman. And I'm on the pro-life team, and what we've been dealing with quite a bit recently is trying to defend the right of American citizens to live consistent with their pro-life beliefs, because the government is coming along more and more to force people to pay for abortions, to refer for abortions and even to start performing abortions and that's what this case is about
2: well why, why do you think Illinois legislators thought that they needed to add this extra feature there wasn't any great demand for the public and so on knowing all about abortion why, why did they come up with this
3: not only is there no need for this it's really ridiculous it suggests that pro-life doctors and pro-life medical facilities need to give women a list of names of abortionists even though any woman can get that list of names by typing abortion into her Google on her cell phone or if she doesn't have a cell phone she can go to the phone book in the local gas station or library and just look up these names nobody doesn't have these names the reason that they passed this law is because the ACLU which 25 years ago actually supported religious freedom they supported the federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act in 1993 and testified in favor of it and said it would protect Catholic hospitals from having to perform abortions. The ACLU is now filing lawsuits to force Catholic hospitals to perform abortions. I'm involved in one of those lawsuits in Michigan where we helped get the judge to throw the lawsuit out, but they are still fighting back. And so the ACLU looked at Illinois and realized Illinois has one of the most – Strong and protective religious liberty and moral liberty laws in the term in the healthcare arena, the Healthcare Conscience Rights Act, they have one of the best laws in the country. The ACLU decided that cannot persist. We need to water down this law. We're going to force people to hand out the names of abortionists if they don't want to perform abortions, and uh, they had the votes not only in the legislature but unfortunately in the governor's office to pass this mandate.
4: And who are the clients that you're representing in this lawsuit, Matt?
3: We have three clients primarily, but there are dozens and dozens of pro-life centers and doctors and pharmacists all around the state who could potentially be coerced by this law to refer women to have their babies destroyed by abortion. But our clients are uh, Dr. Anthony Caruso. First of all, he's a he has a pro-life OBGYN practice in Downers Grove called Abella Baby. And there are many women who who today, they want to go to a doctor who is 100% committed unconditionally to the life of both the woman and the child in the womb. And they they go to practices like Dr. Caruso's because they want to be able to trust that this doctor is always going to be in favor of life. In fact, there are even women who aren't, religious or even particularly conservative who want to go to a doctor who will help them plan their families and care for their fertility without pumping them full of harsh chemicals and hormones through artificial birth control. And that's another thing Dr. Crusoe focus on, focuses on is fertility awareness-based methods of family planning. There are women across the ideological and political spectrum who want that. But under this law, he would be forced to give out the names of abortionists if a woman asks for abortion or or give women re- a reference to doctors who would provide them with our artificial hormonal contraception even though he's focused on these fertility awareness based methods we also represent two pro-life pregnancy centers many pro-life pregnancy centers are not just offering baby clothes and diapers they are doing that they're also offering medical services it's all for free And we represent one center in Rockford, the Pregnancy Care Center in Rockford, and one chain of centers in Chicago, Aid for Women. And all three of these groups together are in the case that we did file in Rockford, asking for the court to block the governor and the medical licensing board from forcing this violation of conscience.
2: Matt, you filed the lawsuit in Winnebago County. What, what was the strategy behind choosing Winnebago rather than like Cook County and DuPage where there are abortion clinics? We filed there because one of our clients is the Pregnancy Care Center of Rockford,
3: so that's in Rockford, and that's where you can file where you have any one plaintiff you can file there, and that's where we filed. There were probably I'm involved in lawsuits like this around the country. I've represented pregnancy centers in Maryland, New York City, Austin, Texas, and now in California, where California passed a state law forcing medical pro-life pregnancy centers to hand out a phone number where they can get a free abortion paid for by the government. And in California, for example, there are five different lawsuits that were filed against this by a lot of great people. Uh, we filed one Alliance Defending Freedom. Frank Mannion from the ACLJ filed one. Uh, Kevin Snyder from the Pacific Justice Institute filed one. And so there, there could be more lawsuits coming here in Illinois, but this is the first one, and I think it's Im- important that there are a lot of... Not everyone lives in Chicago. And <laughs> well, you know, we, there are a
2: lot we, of we people kind of who are sometimes. in other parts of the
3: state who have more... Uh, they, they have more pro-life values, and, and those people shouldn't be coerced by the, by the liberal enclaves of the state to be promoting abortion. And so I think that that, that sends a signal in itself that uh, there, there are people who, who want to have pro-life medical providers. No,
4: we shouldn't be forcing everybody to, to get their hands dirty no. promoting abortion. Okay kind of reminds me, Matt, of, of if, if you were to pass a law saying that restaurants that serve organic food have to refer you to a different restaurant that doesn't have organic food if you prefer not to have it, or vice versa. I mean, that would be crazy. And yet, That's right. you know, Here's, this kind of thing... Here's where you could buy
3: your pink slime hamburger. <laughs>
4: right. Yeah. No, one, whatever... But it's worse you know, than that because that. pregnancy
3: centers don't actually sell anything. No. So in the commercial context when you're... You, you could potentially justify that, and I think it would still be a First Amendment violation on the, on the ideological issue, but pro-life pregnancy centers, everything is free. And One of the things the abortion industry complains about is, oh, well, these pregnancy centers supposedly are trying to make themselves look like something they're not. It's a very easy way to tell the difference between a pregnancy center and a Planned Parenthood. If they're asking you for credit card or cash, it's a Planned Parenthood, because pro-life pregnancy centers give out everything for free
4: and you know a lot of the public is really duped on that they think that Planned Parenthood's services if you want to call them that are free which of course they aren't at all
3: they're raking in a lot of money and then pumping it into the political process
2: right the principal issues you raise in the suit then it's it's just against freedom of speech I mean it's a violation a blatant violation Having freedom it. of speech, yeah, and freedom of religion. Illinois right. also has another a separate law,
3: a Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which this new change did not affect. And so we said it, that that requires the government. You can't force people to violate their religious beliefs unless the government meets the most strict standard known to constitutional and statutory law. And they can't possibly meet that standard again because any woman... Even if they wanted them, they could get the names of abortionists from any phone book or any Google search, available to everyone in in the state almost instantaneously. There's no possible way that you have to force Dr. Caruso to give the woman the list of abortionists.
2: Right. Have you gotten any heard anything from the governor?
3: I saw that he put out a sort of a generic. Boilerplate statement dodging the question. And and yeah. it's 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 a, it's very sad. But you know what? We warned him through a letter before this happened that we were gonna file suit. Good. Governor Bogoyovich tried to coerce the conscience of pharmacists a few years back before he went to jail and he lost that lawsuit. I sure did. And and we're we're hopeful that we're going to have the same result here and that the governor or the, the state coffers
2: are going to have to pay our attorney fees. Okay, well, Matt, we got to take a short break here on Pro-Life Today. And we'll be right back. I'm Joe Scheidler with my wife, Ann Scheidler, here. And we'll be back to continue our conversation with Matt Bowman on WSFI. That's 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Stay tuned.
3: Hello, I'm David Delighton from the Center for Medical Progress with the Planned Parenthood videos. Catholic radio is so important to the pro-life movement because it's our Catholic faith that teaches us about the true value and dignity of the human person and the inestimable worth of every single beautiful child of God. And that's a message that all of us need to hear and need to continue to pay attention to and be inspired by every
1: day of our lives and work. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated.
2: We are right back. This is Joe Scheidler with Pro Life Today on WSFI FM. That's 88.5 Catholic Radio. We're going to continue our conversation with Matt Bowman. He's an attorney who has taken up the case against free speech in Illinois. And did you have a question for Matt? Well, I'm curious about what, what we can expect. What's the next step?
4: I know you filed the lawsuit, and what when, when does the state of Illinois have to respond?
3: We would expect that this fall, some things are gonna happen in this case. Lawsuits don't always happen at the fastest of speeds, but the law does go into effect January 1. The court in Rockford where we filed our case has set a hearing, at least an initial hearing on November 3rd, but that'll, that'll probably be the first of several. So we'll see how it goes. But the, I think the, 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 the case is pretty simple. It's, it's pretty simple. You're forcing these doctors and these medical pro-life pregnancy centers to hand out these lists of abortionists, these lists that are available if the woman walks out the door, goes across the street to the 7-Eleven and says, can I see your phone book? She can get the same list. If she, if she has a data plan on her phone, she can search Google, Rock, abortion Rockford, she'll get the same list. There's no possible rationale for forcing the pro-life people to give out the list. And, and there, there's not really much else to say about it. And so I don't, I don't see this as a very complicated case. There's no rationale for forcing the violation of freedom of speech on such a contentious issue. This is a very contentious issue at minimum. Whatever you think about abortion, the government shouldn't be weighing in and, and st- sticking its thumb on the scale of the free speech of one side of it and punishing the other side.
4: Are you asking for an injunction so that this thing can't go into effect in january if in fact the the process drags on beyond the end of of 2016
3: well we'll see initially we've just wanted to get the case in the door of the courthouse get this started as soon as we can let the judge know this is this is coming this is when it goes into effect give him time and ideally that would happen we will see what we will see what happens but the bottom line is that it's in front of the court now, and it's not a complicated issue, and the government will have to respond sometime before January, much, much sooner than that, and we'll get a sense of whether the governor is going to now try to coerce the conscience of these people or whether he's going to concede that this was over the line, that this is not consistent with... With the basic freedom that people have to discuss controversial issues and not have to be involved in the abortion process.
2: Matt, are there similar laws in other states? You've, you, you're on top of this one. I just wonder if, if, if it, there's something that's already gone ahead like this.
3: Most of the laws that we're seeing have come up in the last five or six years. NARAL, the National Abortion Rights Action League, they put together a campaign about five or six years ago is essentially an anti-branding campaign, the attempt to paint pro-life pregnancy centers as somehow the enemy of society. Now this is a deeply radical position. These are centers that offer women free help and hope. these pro-life pregnancy centers are, I like to say that they are pro-choice in the truest sense of the word. All they're doing is giving women the ability, they're empowering women to make the choice not to have an abortion. So who could be – who even claims to be pro-life could be against that? And yet that's exactly what NARAL is against, and more and more that's what the uh, the Democratic Party is against because that's where they're getting their money from Planned Parenthood and NARAL and EMILY's List. And so NARAL has gotten these laws passed in certain parts of Maryland, New York City, Texas, and now California. And then this one in Illinois, which was a little bit different – but all is an attempt to declare that if you believe abortion is a negative thing for women you are that, that that's not true and that the government is in the business of deciding what's true and false about abortion and people who have the pro life view on it they can be punished for saying the wrong thing that's essentially what's what's happening And so this law, we've seen laws uh, along those lines. This one is a bit of a more broader attack by the ACLU on religious freedom in an attempt to force any religious institution or institution based on the Hippocratic Oath out of the medical profession, even beyond pregnancy centers. And that's what what this in Illinois is about.
4: It sounds like what they want to do is get rid of all of the pregnancy centers and then beyond that to make sure that nobody with a conscience goes to medical school because it would be hard nobody for the medical
3: school and what what that ultimately means is that no woman will be able to have her baby delivered unless she goes to an abortion clinic because every hospital will be an abortion clinic. Every, ACLU is literally suing to force Catholic hospitals to perform abortions. They want to force every pregnant woman to have her baby delivered by an abortionist because they want to ban you from the OBGYN profession if you aren't
4: Yeah, it's willing a direct attack abortions. on religion, on, and particularly on the Christian religion. And, on the,
3: and ultimately on the choices of women. So the, this is the irony. They're claiming, we were, if we we're in favor of women's choices and women's access... And they're denying many women the choice of a pro-life doctor. All the women who want to choose Dr. Caruso in Downers Grove who drive from Western Illinois and Southern Illinois all the way up to Downers Grove to be able to go to a 100% committed pro-life, pro-fertility OBGYN, they would be
2: denied the choice of him
3: if the ACLU has their way. He would be banned from the profession, those women would be banned from their choice of a doctor.
2: These people, these abortaholics, they actually have to justify abortion uh, and the one way to do that is to impose it just to impose it on everybody else uh they you know don't you think there's a a, a real sense that they had that this is a very grave evil the, but they've gotten so deeply into it they have to kind of justify it by making everybody agree with them uh, and and go their route uh, that's why I said, what what advantage is it? Like you say, a woman can walk across the street and open the phone book and find a whole list of abortion clinics, and yet they're demanding that these be given out at a crisis pregnancy center or by a pro life doctor. It just doesn't make any sense at all. What well, I'm wondering right. too,
3: they attempt, they're attempting to make everybody's hands dirty, as dirty as their hands right. are. It's like Lady Macbeth, who kept trying to wash her hands of the blood that was figuratively on them, and the, it's not enough just that, that these, these practices be legal because their conscience isn't assuaged. They have to have other people participate in order to affirm what they're doing, and that's on the on the on the kind of immoral the moral side of things. But on the financial side, it, there's the other there's the other piece of this. Because they want the medical the medical industry has to prop up big abortion or else it will wither on the vine and you have been seeing that on the streets we are winning the abortion battle and you've been saying this for years and, and people are now starting to realize it the population of America is going up the actual number of abortions are going down right because the abortion industry cannot sustain itself unless they force people to participate
2: you know Matt we noticed that on our truth tour this year more than any other year. Uh, people are more and more supportive of what we're doing. They'll stop and tell us, it's a good thing you're showing these pictures. It's important that people see these. On one of our tours, we actually had 22 women by count who canceled their abortions when they saw the pictures. So we know that abortion is an ugly thing, but these people that the governor, Ronner, and the and the Democrats in the Senate in Illinois that we say misery loves company, they have to drag people down with them. And that's sort of what, that's the picture I see.
4: Well, we were a little bit miffed that the governor didn't just plain let it go into effect without signing it because during his campaign to become governor, he had promised not to get involved in social issues, which I would certainly say this is. And not one member of his party, no Republican, voted for this SB 1564. So it would make sense that if he couldn't actually veto it, which of course was what we had urged him to do, that he would just let it go on its own. But he opted to go ahead and sign it. So clearly he is really solidly in that abortion camp, because he has to know this, that he's going to lose this lawsuit. He has to know it's unconstitutional. Don't you think?
3: Yeah, but it's not his money anyway, right? When I collect my attorney's fees if I win this lawsuit, it's not going to come from his bank account. It's going to come from the taxpayers of Illinois. (laughs) What difference does it make to him?
4: But Illinois is broke. This is a huge problem. They can't get a budget passed. They don't have any money. They're way behind on their pension payments for all of their public servants. And the state is in a financial wreck. So why invite other expenses that were unnecessary?
3: There were plenty of reasons why the governor could have vetoed this. In fact, I pointed out in my letter to him and to the legislature last year, not only is this going to cost the state attorney's fees for for violating the freedom of speech and free exercise of religion of pro-life medical professionals, but there's a federal law that says you cannot force pro-life doctors to refer for abortion or to make arrangements for referring for abortion and on pain of losing your federal financial assistance. And so if they could lose hundreds of millions of dollars that the federal government is pouring in, under the, if this federal law, were actually in force. So we've had a problem where in California, they for, they're forcing, now get this, churches to cover elective surgical abortions in their health insurance plan. Churches have to cover surgical abortions in the health insurance plan. We filed a complaint with the Obama Health and Human Services Department And we got a letter back from them saying, we're not going to enforce that federal law that bans California (laughs) from forcing
4: churches to cover
3: abortion. We just decided not to enforce that. And lo and behold, the woman who wrote the letter, who heads the Office of Civil Rights of HHS, she used to work for a group called the National Women's Law Center. The National Women's Law Center is a pro-abortion legal organization opposed to the conscience law that I was asking her to enforce. she was the vice president of that organization, lo and behold, she decides she's not going to enforce that law.
2: (laughs) Well, the pro-life movement's blessed to have a a faith-based public interest firm like yours, Alliance Defending Freedom. And Matt, I really appreciate your being on today and giving us all this information. That's all the time we've got today, so you got any last word, Matt? People can learn more about what we're doing. Pray for us.
3: Support us at adflegal.org or alliancedefendingfreedom.org.
2: Thanks again. Join us next week on Pro-Life Today. Till then, from all of us at WSFI FM Radio, I'm Joe Scheidler with Ann Scheidler. Thank you for listening.
3: Hi, I'm Father Nathan Caswell. I'm a member of the Canons Regular of St. John Cantius. Catholic radio is important because it reaches so many people who otherwise would not be exposed to the gospel. I love whenever I am driving and I get into the reach of WSFI. Every time I'm edified, I'm built up, there's something that happens, and between the words that are said on the radio and the Holy Spirit working within me, there's this connection made and I'm always brought closer to God. It's so valuable.
1: Are you enjoying this WSFI local program and want to share it with others? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen, Then Programming. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, Listen, Then Programming.
0: Are you retired or near retirement?